Hello. Today we're going to talk about how our culture needs men to be men. This relates to my recent podcast from last week, Finding Identity and What Things Will Last. You'll recall I talked about Psalm 1, and I also talked about well-structured things. We're going to talk about why the world needs men to be men, and we're going to talk about what things men need to build the most, and how they need to build it. Welcome to The Counting Room. One thing I want all my listeners to know about The Counting Room is that while I may be running this podcast from my basement by myself, that doesn't mean that you can't help. You can send me feedback, suggestions, things I can improve, things that you liked, subjects I can talk about, or maybe you're interested in being a guest. If you want to help me make this podcast better, you should email me at feedback.thecountingroom at gmail.com. Once again, that's feedback.thecountingroom at gmail.com. I enjoy making this content, and I enjoy talking about faith, politics, and everyday living. And I welcome any assistance in making this content more fruitful and more beneficial to my listeners. Please take a few moments and consider how you can help, and send me an email. Thanks. So last week I discussed finding identity in Christ. I use Psalm 1 to make the point that our identity can be found in the way that we walk with Christ. We could assume many identities, but like the tree in Psalm 1, we should be fruitful. The fruitful tree is well structured. The tree that bears fruit, it's planted by the rivers of water. It's well structured, and it does what it's supposed to. One other point that I should have made about the tree is that a fruitful strong tree can be a shelter. It can be a shelter to animals, and it can be a shelter to people. It can protect you from the elements. This was not a direct point that was made in Psalm 1, but I think it's a point that's relevant. It's not a far reach for me. Identity in Christ will produce a good fruit. Identity without Christ produces emptiness, futility, and death. We had that contrast between the blessed man who walked in the pathway of the righteous and the wicked that walked in the path of the ungodly. I also discussed what kind of things will last. That was my second podcast. Similar point to the Identity Podcast. Things that are built to last have structural integrity. They're built well. In that podcast, I talked about the wise man and the foolish man. The wise man who built his house upon the rock. And the foolish man who built his house upon the sand. And we remember what happened to them both. The man who had his house on the good foundation, his house stayed up. The man who had his house on a poor foundation his house was washed away. So we talked about building things on the foundation of Christ. You can see how that relates to Psalm 1. Psalm 1 was all about 
walking in the way of the righteous and not walking in the way of the ungodly. Similar to the story of the wise man and the foolish man. In our times, our institutions are falling apart. People are losing faith in them, and people feel trapped by them. We need to think about building things on Christ, starting with an identity in Him, and then carrying that outward into the community. So, what things does the world need? Last week I mentioned hospitals, schools, the world needs churches, the world needs businesses, the world needs art and music. It needs all of these things built on a foundation of Christ. We should make these things, and we should make them well-structured. We should build them to last. So what does the world need? The world has many problems. Drugs, pornography, mass shootings, despair, broken homes. One would wonder what we can do about all these problems. One of the key remedies to many of these issues that we face today would be strong families. Strong families start with good marriages. Good marriages, good families, require strong men. So, the big question here, the $100 million question, what does it mean to be a strong man? Well, in keeping with our theme, we need to look no further than Psalm 1. The strong men put their trust in Christ. How, how else could you be strengthened? What could give you the strength to be a good leader of your family other than Christ? Other than God's word? What would you, as a Christian, want to found your family on? Strong men put their trust in Christ. Strong men don't walk in the way of the ungodly. What's the way of the ungodly? Hookup culture. Strip clubs. Pornography. Open relationships. Unfaithfulness to spouses. Abandoning family. These ways are unmanly, and yet our culture portrays them as the height of male freedom. Go to your workplace and listen to their conversation. Have you ever been the guy to say, oh, I don't do that? I, I faced that a few times where my co-workers were talking about strip clubs, and they would want to talk to me about them. And I would have to be the weirdo to say, no, I don't do that. And they want to shame you for that. They want to act like you are not being a man. But I would say that the strip clubs, the hookup culture, is what's unmanly. It's what you should be ashamed of. These are shameful acts that we wear as a badge of honor. Men are told that this is the way that they are. And they can't help it. This is a lie. We far too often 
think of ourselves as only physical, material beings. But there is so much more to us. There is so much more to life that goes beyond the mere material and physical. Monogamous marriage is much more conducive to being a real man. If you're struggling with the sin of pornography, going to strip clubs, or hookup culture, you should conquer these in order to be ready for marriage. Unfaithfulness before marriage will not be remedied by marriage. I hear a lot of people who out there who think that if they get married, that's going to solve all of their problems. It's not. It won't. You can't bring that into a marriage. You don't want to bring these problems into a marriage. You want to be open and honest about these things before marriage. Premarital counseling might help bring these issues out. It might bring these issues out into the open before marriage. So I would highly recommend it to anybody out there who's considering getting married. Now, back to our point about men. Strong men are protectors. They protect women and children. Our culture is doing a poor job of protecting women. The sexual revolution has only increased the ability for women to be used and abused. Men are now even less accountable for their actions. We pretend that they're more accountable, but they are less accountable for their actions. There was a time in our society when the flagrant misuse of women would have been considered shameful. This doesn't mean that that society was perfect. There, there were certainly wrongs done by men in past times. But the sexual revolution has not improved this problem. It's only exacerbated the problem. Our society is not protecting children. It claims children have no innocence, that they can make life-altering choices as minors. It claims that they are sexual beings from birth. If men were more present in the homes, much of this would change. But there's the divorce myth. We're told that divorce proves the rot of the institution of marriage. This, of course, is ridiculous. It's like saying that food poisoning means food is bad. Food is good. Food poisoning is bad. Food poisoning, need I say it, is the poisoning, the corruption of food. The corruption of a thing does not prove that the thing is bad. When, we, when something is corrupted, that means that the corrupted thing is now bad. It was good. It is now bad. So, what's corrupted? What's corrupted marriages? What's corrupted families? Divorce. No fault divorce. I'll have to expand on this more in the future because this is such a heavy topic. But that's something that needs to be addressed. It's something that we need to consider. When me and my wife got married, divorce, not on the table. It never will be. We were committed for life. We took that vow before God.
like I said, I'll have to expand on that in the future. A life of hedonism is true slavery that leaves so many men empty, living, meaningless lives. A strong man is a man who loves his family, provides for them, cares for them. There are many things a man can do. A lot of people will say, a man's not a man if he can't change a tire. Or, a man's not a man if he can't hold a hammer right. A man's not a man if he can't fix the plumbing in his house. A man's not a man if he can't fix the electricity in his house. There are many things that we could say that a man's not a man if he can't do these things. But I would look at many of those things and say, does that man who can change his tire or fix the plumbing, what kind of a father or husband is he? A man's not a man if he won't be a good husband. A man's not a man if he won't be a good father. As I said before, a strong man is a man who loves his family, provides for them, cares for them. Men should build families. How does a man build a well-structured family that will last? Last week we were talking about things that will last. So, the family that will last, what is its foundation? The foundation is God's word. As a man, lead your family in God's word. Lead your family in prayer. Lead your family in a healthy church life. Leading your family in the way of the blessed man from Psalm 1 is the strong foundation that your family should be built upon. Our society needs strong men to build good marriages that will grow into well-structured families. Building a family on the foundation of Jesus Christ, the rock of our salvation, is building a family that will last. We're in a corrupt world, and there are no perfect families. It's a risk, but the rewards of taking that risk are well worth it. If you want to change the world, be a good father. Start a Psalm 1 family and baptize your children. Anything else is just more of the same. I'm Joel Edgar. Thanks for joining. God bless.